Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This is the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I am Coach Manaman. Thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. For the latest news and notes and baseball content from the tri-state area, find us on social media, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and at Coach Manaman on Twitter. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and this is your update for the week of May 31st through June 4th. Unfortunately, life happens. We have families. People get busy, and I was unable to sit down with either one of our co-hosts, Andrew Redman, who's been out recruiting for Clark University, working that transfer portal as we speak, and Danny Miller, TH sports writer. We were unable to connect this weekend, so unfortunately for all of you, I am flying solo. I do want to plug our two newest episodes that are currently released. Pete Hinkles, who started the Rising Stars Tournament in Dubuque. That episode is now live. You can find it on all major podcast platforms. And also the Key City Dubuque team, and that is our college edition of the All Dubuque team. Congratulations to the Kirkwood Baseball Program. They finished fifth at the JUCO World Series. If you had not had a chance to listen to Coach Rima, he was a guest previewing the season, letting us know about all of the players at Kirkwood who are making a splash at the professional level and also the Power Five Conference as well. Go ahead and listen to that one. Danny Miller, TH sports writer, told me he wishes he still had some eligibility after hearing that one. He would love to go play for Coach Rima at Kirkwood. East Dubuque is in the playoffs, survive and advanced. One game down and four more to go. To make it to state in Illinois, you need to win five games. Angel Reyes is the real deal on the mound. He's got a bright future, does that young man. Game two will be Monday night. Best of luck to the East Dubuque Warriors. Huge shout out to the Dubuque County Nationals on an outstanding start to the season. I had a chance to connect with Coach Manderscheidt and that whole organization, the Dubuque County Nationals, are doing great things. Uh, He pulled me aside and he said, Nick, I have to let you know this, that I listened to two podcasts, The Herd, The Colin Coward Show, and also the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. So thank you for listening, and it was great to see those Little League players down there with their Hempstead hats on, their Wallert hats on. I don't know if some of the kids had just came from a game, but a lot of them were wearing their eye black, or maybe they were just in-game spirit, but um so far, the Dubuque County Nationals this year have won the USSSA Corn Shucker NIT, their DC Nationals Tournament, and the Highway 151 Classic. So keep doing some great things there. We do have some sad news to report. 
Art Hinker, who is one of the best pitchers to ever come out of Loris College, has passed away. He led the Dewhawks to a 47-12 record during his career at Loris, and he had a perfect 19-0 record with an ERA of 1.52. He has the modern-day strikeout record. In 1957, he struck out 22 would-be hitters in a game. He's also a member of the Iowa High School Athletic Association. So condolences to Art Hinker and his family on the passing of that Loris College legend. Before I give a rundown of the performances of the first two weeks of the eight teams that I covered in the season preview, I just want to give a huge shout out, a huge thank you to Marv Mullert, who is the voice of the Wallert Catholic Golden Eagles and the East Dubuque Warriors, for the amazing shout out He gave me and the podcast, Marv, that was an unbelievable promo. Thank you uh, very much. I appreciate it. It was also a pleasure at that game sitting between Hall of Fame coaches Dick Corr and Jerry Rowling and having great conversations with them. Here is the updates of our eight teams that I covered in the preseason. And then also we're going to break down the game of the week. And then we're going to get into everybody's favorite part of the show, the dude of the week. So we're going to start with our two game of the week teams and our two game of the week series. So the Hempstead Mustangs overall, they are 6 and 1, 4 and 1 in the conference and they have won 4 in a row. Their offensive leaders and their pitching leaders, Zach Sabers leads the Mustangs in hits, Dane Shope leads them in RBIs, Brock Booth leads them in wins, and Logan Rundy leads them with 12 strikeouts. On to their opponent this week, the Senior Rams. The Senior Rams are currently in conference 1-5. and five. They're on a losing streak of three games in a row, and their overall record is 4-7. and seven. Currently, their hits leader is Gavin Guns. RBI leader is Ben Gorley. Ray Slosher is the wins leader with two. And Cole Smith is leading the Rams with 10 strikeouts. On to our next opponents in the game of the week. We have the Wallert Catholic Golden Eagles, and they will be facing off against the Western Dubuque Bobcats. So far, Wallert is 7-1 and one on the young season. They have a current winning streak of two games. They are 3-1 and one in the conference. Their offensive and pitching leaders, Jake Brogius leads with hits. Jake Brogius leads in RBIs. Aaron Savory has two wins on the year. He also leads them in strikeouts. On to their opponents this week, the Western Dubuque Bobcats. The Western Dubuque Bobcats are currently 4-3. 
Their losing streak is at two games. They are 2-2 two and two in the conference. Their team leaders, Sawyer Nauman leads with hits. Sawyer Nauman leads in RBIs. Wins is Ryan Klosterman with two. And Tucker Nauman has 11 strikeouts on the year. Next, we go to the Cascade Cougars. And the Cascade Cougars are currently... On a four-game winning streak, four and two overall, three and zero oh in the conference, and their leaders are Eli Green with seven hits. Eli Green in RBIs. Jack Carr is their wins leader with one, and Eli Green also leads in strikeouts with eighteen and an earned run average of one ninety-one. That is in eleven innings of work. Next, on to the Bellevue Comets. The Bellevue Comets are 2-4 and four overall. They're on a three-game losing streak. They are 2-3 and three in the conference. And their leaders are Alex Pitts in hits, Ryder Killingbrug in RBI, Nick Deppie has one win on the year, and Nick Deppie also leads the team in strikeouts as well. Next, we go on to Bellevue Marquette. And Bellevue Marquette is currently 4-1 and one on the year. They're on a four-game winning streak, and in conference, they are 4-1. and one. Their offensive leaders, Brady Templeton, has 11 hits. Zach Templeton has 11 RBIs to lead the team. Wins, Brady Templeton. Christian Pruel is their ERA leader at zero and strikeouts. Brady Templeton as well, 24 strikeouts in 10 and a third innings. Beckman Catholic on the year is 7-3 and three overall. They're currently on a three-game winning streak, and in conference, they are 4-2. and two. Their offensive leaders, Owen Hewengard, 12 hits. He also leads in RBIs with 12. Logan Butcher leads with wins with two. And earn run average is Nick Oberman with an ERA of 0.46. And Logan Butchard also has 14 strikeouts leading the Blazers as well. Let's take a look at some of our conference leaders. Right now, we are on the Mississippi Valley, and we are on the Mississippi side of the division here. Jack Walsh from Waller currently leads in batting average with a 611 average. Tommy Speck coming in fourth with a 522 average. Jake Broges and Sawyer Nauman tied for home runs with three, and Sawyer Nauman also is third in the conference with a 565 batting average as well. Sawyer Nauman leads the division in RBIs at 19. Jake Broges comes in third with eight stolen bases. When we look at the pitchers for wins, there's a whole bunch of them with two leading the division, and Aaron Savory is one of them. Landon Stoll is leading that side of the division and saves with two. And Savory is also on top of the division in strikeouts with 28. On to the Valley side of the division. And 
Looking at the batting average side, Dubuque does not have anybody in the top five. They do have two senior Rams, both at number two for home runs, Ben Gorley with three and Alex Ravel with three. RBIs, there is Ben Gorley with 14, second in the division, Ray Slosher with 12, fourth in the division, Alex Ravel, 10 in the division and Cole Smith is second in the division with seven stolen bases. Brock Booth, Lane Wells, Ray Slasher are among the leaders at number one for wins right now leading the division. They all have two and looking at the rest of those stats here we also have Zach Sabres, who is third in the conference, scoring 10 runs. And when we look at the hits, it's all full of senior Rams. Two is Gavin Guns with 14, Alex Ravel with 14, Cole Smith with 14, and Ben Gorley with 13. Next, we are going to break down the games of the week. We took our Twitter vote and our Instagram vote and 84% predicted that Hempstead is going to sweep senior. And on Twitter, the Twitter vote showed Hempstead 83% with a sweep, 2% going with a senior sweep, and 15% going with a split. And looking at that game, I think what is going to stand out is that lower part of the order for the Mustangs is really starting to come alive. I know Kellen Strohmeyer has been bouncing around from second down to, I believe I either saw him at fifth or sixth after hitting leadoff for most of the year last year. Michael Garrett doing a great job drawing a lot of walks, getting on base from that leadoff spot. But one thing that I've noticed is, you know, Sabres is going to hit, you know, Rundy's going to hit, and he does have an unofficial home run on the year. Once that game gets finished, he'll have one in the um, stat book. But you look at the lower part of the order. Um, Coach Core was extremely impressed with Dane Scope, and um, he's been hitting the ball extremely well, uh, being a table setter there. Um, and then you look at John Cornelius. John Cornelius had a fence ring and double against Wallard. He's hitting at the lower half of the lineup. He had a home run the other night, and when the lower half of the lineup can turn it over to the top with runners on base... Uh, good things happen. I also really like that Hempstead bullpen a lot. Senior's going to get Rundy probably Monday, probably going to get Brock Booth on Tuesday. But you look at the guys that they brought out of the bullpen and the job they did. They had Lane Wells came in and threw very well. They had uh, Nolan Schrader come in and throw very well. And then you also have that wild card there with uh, Zach Sabres. And Zach Sabres, 
um, I know has has come out of the bullpen quite a bit. He did start last week against Linmar and threw four solid innings, but Hempstead just seems like they can just march guys in and, and march guys out and and not lose a step there. I know Cole Schwartz has thrown well and uh, Johnny Meering has thrown well, and I'm sorry uh, if I'm missing anybody, but their bullpen seems tough. Now on the Rams, what are they going to have to do to win this game? Um, they're going to have to play some solid defense. You can't give a team or any team in general, but Hempstead has a ton of firepower. You cannot give teams uh, extra outs. I'm guessing you're going to get Ray Slosher one of the games. I'm not 100% sure on who will go game two. Coach Reese really uh, has not yet tipped his hand on that on that rotation. But, um, you know, you, you follow on social media, and I, and I have for a couple of years, and these two teams and these two programs, uh, they just don't seem to like each other very much. And I think um, from what I've seen, from what I've seen people predict, you're looking like it's going to be a slobber knocker. Um, a lot of people are predicting that these games might not go seven rounds or in baseball terms may go seven innings. I know there's a lot of people talking about Hempstead delivering that knockout punch with the mercy rule in the fifth or the sixth inning. We'll see if that happens. Inner city games um, tend to be a little wild, uh, tend to get a little crazy. You definitely have the excitement around the ballpark. And um, I've seen a lot of upsets um, in inner city games. Also, you know, I'm all about great stories. And uh, Ben Hafel has made his return. He was, many thought, was on the 60-day injured list. He was actually on the 10-day injured list. And I'm looking for him maybe to have a Willis Reed or a Kurt Gibson-type moment where he comes up big in a clutch situation and lets everybody know that he's back in that lineup. So those are some of the things that I think can teeter those games either way. I am not going to make a prediction on that one. Our next game of the week is the Western Dubuque Bobcats against the Wallert Catholic Golden Eagles. Our Instagram poll, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, which team is more likely to sweep? Wallert Catholic took the lead in that vote at 64% of the votes going toward a a Wallert sweep and 36% going toward a Bobcat sweep on Twitter at Coach Manaman. 41% predicting a Wallert sweep, 20% predicting a WD sweep, and 39% predicting a split. So what needs to happen in those games? One, Western Dubuque, you're probably going to see uh, Ryan Klosterman and Tucker Nauman, both guys. Unbelievable start on the rubber. Um, you got to keep Jake Brogius off the bases. He uh, A walk, a single can turn into a double, can turn into a triple like that. I never realized how much power he had until I went to that Wallert-Hempstead game. He can drive the ball, especially that right center gap. I'm sure Coach Bryant will probably shift and put somebody in that right center gap. But um, keeping him off the bases is key. Savory coming in hot. He had a home run the other night. 
and then also land and stole swinging it well. And do I need to mention the University of Kentucky commit draft prospect Tommy Speck? And um, all of those guys looked great in the uh, Hempstead and Wallert um, doubleheader. But they also, Western Dubuque has has a great lineup themselves. Sawyer Nauman um, is at the top of the leaderboard with many statistical stats at the state level. And it just... You'll just need to see if anybody else um, can step up and, and have a big game for the Bobcats. I know, Waller, you're going to see Wolter and Savory. You'll probably get Savory um, in game one is what I'm guessing. And, um, you know, you look at Western Dubuque, uh, Jaden uh, Siegert had a big game. And they just need to find uh, some other people who uh, will step up. They do have JT Goodman, who has played seven different positions this year and has played every single one of them well. He's a freshman. Maybe he'll come out of the bullpen, or maybe he'll start later in the week. I'm not 100% sure yet. But that's a tough game to predict because both teams are very well coached, and both teams have the ability to um, put up big numbers. It'll be interesting to see if Western Dubuque can put up those big of numbers against probably the best one-two punch that they will see all year. And now we're going to stick around and we're on to the Dudes of the Week. I'm the dude, so that's what you call me. And lastly, we are on to everybody's favorite segment, which is usually the most debated segment, but it is our dude of the week and our pitcher of the week. Guys who had great weeks that just fell short, Jack Walsh, Tommy Speck, Jake Broges, Aaron Savory had great weeks from Wallert Catholic, Jaden Siegert had a good week from Western Dubuque, Michael Garrett, Dane Scope, Solon Munson had a great week for Hempstead, Gavin Guns, Alex Revel had great weeks for Senior, Jack Menster for Cascade, and Brady Templeton for Bellevue Marquette all had outstanding weeks. You could have made a case for each one of them to be dude of the week, but it is going to Sawyer Nauman from the Western Dubuque Bobcats. Congratulations, Sawyer, on being named Dude of the Week. He was 9 for 18 with a batting average of 500, two doubles, three home runs, 13 RBIs, 20 total bases, all during last week's play. Some people would kill to have those stats for an entire season. Sawyer leads the conference and is third in the state with 19 RBIs. Fourth in the conference in batting average at 565 and is tied for second in home runs with three. He leads the conference in doubles with seven and is tied for third in total bases. Now, this week, we were not able to decide on a pitcher of the week, so we are going to have the pitchers. Of the week because we could not come to a unanimous decision. And this guy is from East Dubuque. 
pitcher of the week is Angel Reyes. He's coming off a no-hitter the week before, and he was the Warriors pitcher in their first-round playoff victory. He had a complete game. He had 10 Ks. We reached out to Coach Tashner and asked him, Give us a little bit of a scouting report on Angel. He's across the river. Not too many of us know too much about him. And he said Angel kept his composure and continued to dominate. He's a gamer, competes on every pitch. He hides the ball well and mixes in a great changeup and curveball. And his fastball jumps on people because he hides the ball so well. And the co-pitcher of the week this week comes from Dubuque Hempstead and it is Nolan Schrader and Nolan Schrader was the social media popular pick many people sent him in and then also the three hosts of this show myself coach Redmond and Danny Miller we could not come to a consensus I would have loved to have had that debate on the air but unfortunately life happens and Nolan Schrader From Hempstead, he had a three-inning save, seven Ks, and gave up zero hits in his appearance, first-ever varsity appearance, against Wallert Catholic. And one of the nominations even was from Tommy Speck, and he said, Pitcher of the Week has to go to Nolan Schrader. I last struck out freshman year and Nolan made me look silly when he struck me out. Um, I am paraphrasing a little bit. My final thoughts leading into the next week. It seems like we're ushering out some great talent. We have guys in our city that have done such a great job for so many years. I think of Zach Sabres, Logan Rundy, Cole Smith, Ben Hafel. Uh, Aaron Savory will be around for another one. Um, Jared Wolter. I know I'm missing some people, and I'm sorry I'm kind of talking off the cuff here. But one thing that really stood out to me this week is it seems like the torch is being passed from those guys who have been around and have played well for so long to a new crop of of younger guys. And we have some milestones to celebrate. I know JT, uh, also known as Jake Goodman, hit his first home run starting in Western Dubuque. He's a freshman. We also have Solon Munson hit his first career varsity home run. He's a sophomore. We talked about that back end of the Hempstead lineup producing. I failed to mention Solon. And then we also have Cooper Hummel um, as an eighth grader picking up his first career varsity win, earning Pitcher of the Night awards as well. So it's great to see that torch passed, and it's great to see guys that are seniors such as Sawyer Nauman and Cole Smith and Gavin Guns and all those guys that I mentioned before having a great senior season because we know that we cannot take anything for granted. Best of luck to everybody playing this week. I hope to get out, check out a couple games, 6-4-3. We're out of here. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter 
at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.